Hi, this is James Mercer from The Shins. This is Shirley Manson. This is Lowe Tolhurst, co-founder of The Cure. This is Huey Lewis giving you the story behind the song. The story behind the song is back with an exciting second season. We peel back the layers on music's most iconic hits with legendary artists like The Killers, Heart, The B-52s, Violent Femmes, Jewel, Huey Lewis, Modern English, and more. To keep the music flowing, we'll be sprinkling in classic episodes from our archives between each new one. So check out the story behind the song wherever you get your podcast. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media. Because I'm still uh, your analog, you know. <laughs> Consequence Podcast Network. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. And welcome to another edition of Kyle Meredith with. It's the interview series presented by WFPK and WFPK.org, Consequence, and the Consequence Podcast Network. Hey, thanks as always for making your way here, uh, checking out the series. I do hope you'll uh, hit the subscribe button while you're while you're hanging around uh, because I do three new interviews every single week. New and every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. So it's a great way to keep up with your favorite artists and discover some new ones at iTunes, Apple Podcast, at Spotify, Podchaser, NPR, WFPK.org, or YouTube for the video versions. Anywhere you get your podcast from, you can subscribe to Kyle Meredith with. That's me, I'm Kyle Meredith, today talking with Dave King of the band Flogging Molly. We're going to be discussing the new record, Anthem. It's a new album that finds uh, the, the Celtic punk band once again working with Steve Albini, who had mixed their uh, debut album all the way back in 2000, uh, the Swagger uh, record. Uh, Dave's going to talk about using history and connecting to his childhood in his work, uh, writing about the 1916 Rising in Ireland, and watching history repeat itself uh, with Ukraine this year. Uh, Dave's also going to share his thoughts on America seemingly going in reverse while Ireland progressively thrives, and we'll hit on the 20th anniversary of Drunken Lullabies. So let's do it. It's all about Anthem. It's Kyle Meredith with Dave King of Flogging Molly. Hello, Kyle. How are you? It has been uh, such a uh, a pleasure to uh, to jump into a new Flogging Molly record, and it's as powerful as ever. Um, I, I don't know where to start with this one. I, I guess one of the obvious points might be that uh, it finds you all teaming up with uh, with Steve Albini again at a time when you're sort of celebrating an anniversary of doing that 20 years ago. What what put it back into the conversation? Was was that a part of it? Well, no. It, it was it was to do with like the fact that we were all getting ready to go on tour. For, uh, during the pandemic, well, just before the pandemic hit, and we we done rehearsals, and we drove to our first show in Nevada, and the whole tour was canceled. And we all flew home, thinking maybe you know two three months. We didn't like everybody else. We didn't know what was going on. So me and Bridget flew back to Ireland, um, to Wexford, and um, then after two or three months, you realize we're not going on tour right now, are we? So 
I just picked up the guitar and started writing. And what happened was I knew the way the songs were coming about. They were coming about real, really quickly. And therefore, when we got together to uh, write the album, we did 14 songs in 14 days. There was no messing about. It was like the old days, you know what I mean? It was like going back to, well, we got to play these at a gig tonight, you know, kind of thing. So, and then we went on tour. Um, so we were we were rehearsing them during sound checks, you know, just to keep them fresh. Because we always arrange our own songs anyway, pretty much. And so then it was like, we got to go back to Albini for this because he's the man that, you know, you plug in, he mics it up and he does his magic and like that, you know? So we went to Steve. I mean, by the first night, we had recorded a song called The Croppy Boy, 98, completely live. The only, only overdubs on that are backing vocals and hand claps and that's it, you know? And that's the way we wanted to approach the album. It was like, after what we've learned after all the 20 years that we've been together, we could go back and do almost like a live album in the studio. You know, I mean, new Steve was the man for that. You know, he really, he, uh, he's a, yeah, he's a wizard. He's a wizard. That's all I can say. I mean, he's got such a brand of the things that you were saying, you know, being that, that live, almost like an engineer in a way. And, and that's not to take anything away from his producing, but. Uh, don't, but don't ever call him a producer. Don't ever call well, him a producer. <laughs> well it, it made me think like um oh geez I, I think it may have been like a tom petty quote he you know he was talking about like you had to you had to be ready back then but let's say back in the heartbreakers were first starting like in the 70s like you had to be ready to go in the studio you had to have you couldn't just go in there and work it out you know and things have changed and obviously we can do that now but but there comes a time when this sounds like that well like when you're going to work with steve everything should be ready absolutely you know i mean Steve is great for, for catching the energy and the vibe of a song, but you do have to know what you're doing when you go in, you know? I mean, don't get me wrong when you're, and that's why I'm saying, we, we changed things as we were going along in the studio, but we knew we were able to do that because we'd been together for so long. You know, at the beginning now, for say Swagger and Drunken Little Boys, we, went, we didn't have that luxury because we still were getting to know each other, you know? But now if we feel something needs to be changed, we, we knew we could still do that. And because I mean, most of the songs are three and four takes and that's it. And that's a really good quote by uh, Mr. Petty, because it's it's really true. You, you need to know what you're doing in situations, especially when you want to you get you want to create the atmosphere, especially today, the way music is recorded. To have a band like us to still be able to basically record pretty much a live album in a studio under studio settings is a rarity these days, you know, and um we wanted to do that again. We really wanted that, that. And especially after the years that we've all been through, we didn't want to labor doing four months on an album or, you know, whatever like that. We just wanted to go in, bang it in and on our way. Well, when you write that quickly, you know, 14 days for a lot of this, um, I mean, I would imagine that, you know, I guess I say very naturally, it seems like the world was on your mind. But when you write like that, do you find that it's it's sort sort of more of a, a cohesive thought that's going into the songs? Well, yeah, I mean, you know, the only thing cohesive that I kind of felt like was the energy. I really wanted the energy of even on the ballads. You know, you can you can on the ballads, you know, don't have. I mean, like there's one song called "These Are the Days" on the album that you kind of you can almost hear like a. a 
a quintet or quartet, you know, like in the background, giving it some of this with the, the music that's going on. But we declined to do anything like that because the song still had the energy without that. You can imagine that, if you know what I'm saying. You, you, can, you don't need to hear it. You can imagine it, but still have the energy of the song, you know. And, and I mean, this kind of writer I am lyrically is, is that, you know, I can only sing about what's going on around me. And I didn't want to shy away from that because I wanted this to be something that you could look back at in a few years and go, these were times we were going through. We were all going through these times, not just me as a songwriter, but everybody that, you know, was listening to what was going on. Hopefully it will take them back to those times and remember them and, and, and go, you know, we've been through this and, and hopefully we're in a better spot right now. Yeah. Hopefully. Well, that, that, that's kind of the interesting thing about, you know, the record, because there are those times when uh, uh, this feels like a hopeful moment. And there are those yeah. times when you're like, like, these are the days when I heard it, you know, and, and I'm taking it the way I heard everything. It's like, I don't know that there is a happy ending for, for what's going on, you know, in, in yeah. this track right here. But that, of course, is what we all went through. There were days when we're like, this is going to be fine. And there were days when we're like, I don't know about this. Yeah. No, I mean, it is. And it's it's like, you know, writing to me is just like that. It's like picking up a pen and and and, and it's just whatever I feel, you know, and that's what you feel at the moment. And, and, and the fact that, I mean, obviously this was kind of, the only album we've ever been through that everybody was going through the same thing, you know? Um, and I think that did make it, as you said, more of a cohesive thing, but uh, it still was going to be a, 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 a flog and molly balls to the wall album, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> I could ask this about any one of your songs over the course of the last 25 years, but, but maybe even more specifically in this, when you reach to the past to reflect the present, and there are these songs like, um, is it now is the time when uh, Moses, you know, with his commandments, us with our fear, like, yeah. how were you reflecting? Like, let me let me put, uh, rephrase that. What is the world represented? Obviously, you are reflecting what we're all seeing, but but as you look at it and 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 the way you you know relate the past, the far past to to the present, like, what is the world that is created in this record? Well, I I think you know I I love going back to to especially more um, influences from Irish aspects of history and stuff like that. And what I learned as a child growing up, like, I mean, my family, we were very, very poor. We had one room, but we had a piano against the wall. And every Saturday night, my mother and father would go out uh, almost. And uh, they'd bring back 10 or 15 people. And to be quite honest with you, Kyle, I mean, I've realized over the years that we'd have a sing song every Saturday night. And that's where I'm going in my life. I want to go back to that room, you know, that energy, those memories, even though we had nothing, there was so much joy and happiness, you know, and that's, I think, where I get the element of hope in songs. I think you can, you can go back and you can, you can sing about, you know, times that weren't great, but I've always had that sense of hope about the fact that you can, and that, that's why I think brings it to the modern element is bringing the hope and wrapping it all up in now you know no matter what you've been through before what you're writing about before it's to bring it into this world and, and the way I do that is by bringing hope into the songs because at the end of the day if we don't have hope um you know <laughs> yeah. and we'll be right back right after this 
Shout out to uh, Astapro for sponsoring this episode and providing us with free samples. Uh, I, I live in Kentucky, in the Midwest, and allergies, yeah, I suffer. When I say I suffer from allergies, I suffer from allergies. And around here, everyone I know deals with allergies to some degree. And for a long time, I thought it was just something that I would have to live with, which is a real problem um, for anything, but especially when you're a radio host. It affects my voice, it affects my mood, it affects everything. And I feel like I've tried every, I've tried all the medicines. Some of them work better than others, but there's, there's never a perfect one out there, especially because some of them take forever to actually work and some of them don't work at all. And then there's Astapro, the fastest solution to nasal allergy symptoms. It's what I use now, and it's definitely changed my life. Astapro is the first-of-its-kind nasal allergy spray. It's the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes, while other allergy sprays take hours. Uh, Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. With all the pollen in the air, with all the dust around the the corners of the house, uh, even with uh, the allergies I have from my dog, Astapro has been the nasal spray that has helped me with all of my allergies. And it can help you too. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. That's A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. Astapro and go. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Hi, this is James Mercer from The Shins. This is Shirley Manson. This is Lo Tolest, co-founder of The Cure. This is Huey Lewis giving you the story behind the song. The story behind the song is back with an exciting second season. We peel back the layers on music's most iconic hits with legendary artists like The Killers, Heart, The B-52s, Violent Femmes, Jewel, Huey Lewis, Modern English, and more. Keep the music flowing. We'll be sprinkling in classic episodes from our archives between each new one. So check out the story behind the song wherever you get your podcast. And we're back. It's Kyle Meredith with Dave King of Flogging Molly. That fine line, that balance that you have to walk. A, a song of liberty, very powerful song. You know, and and you've got you got a word that at any other point would have just meant what it is but suddenly you have a word like liberty that feels co-opted you know here's a word that we now argue over does yeah. that become a part of the process is that on your mind even on a song like this um well the, the thing is i mean a song of liberty to me is i wrote it about the 1916 rising in ireland um and i mentioned the men and the women who helped uh, ireland um gain their freedom well, the 26 counties, and then you have the other six counties. But, um, and the thing that bothers me about writing songs like that is that 
I seem to be always writing songs like that because if I'm if I'm singing about a conflict where it's the song of liberty for me is a joyous song because it's about Ireland's freedom. But as soon as I write that, something else happens. Now we have Ukraine. You know, these songs seem to be sung constantly by me. I, I mean, it, it's like, and, you know, and, and what we, we have two lovely ladies, Olia and Vera, who were at our show last night, actually in Belgium, who are doing a video from that. And they, they, they came from the Ukraine and they, they drove and they showed us the video that they're making, they're animators and they're making a beautiful animated video of a song of Liberty. And, you know, like Liberty to me, I mean, you know, you, you have words in there like insurrection and, 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 and stuff like that, which today is very, you know, but to me, Liberty was about, we were rising against we didn't even have a vote in our country. We, we, we didn't have our own laws in our country. We, didn't, we couldn't do what we could do in our country at the time. And I'm just commemorating the men, women, and children who got us our freedom. You know, I, you know, I think we could go into this deeply, but I mean, but the, the thing is, it couldn't, couldn't be further from the truth, you know, um, in the sense that this is real people trying to find freedom in their life, you know, and, and that's always been a, I mean, I was born in a British army barracks. You know, my father and mother were the first civilians to move into it. And, and I've always been surrounded by the fact that my home was an army barracks to uh, another country, you know, and, and it wasn't great history. And I think I'm not afraid to write about that. But when I do write about it, I, once again, I, I try and turn it into a positive, a positive thing because it is a positive thing. You know, the Ireland I grew up, grew up in is not the Ireland I live in now. The Ireland I live in now is a multicultural, you know, it's a leading kind of force in its thinking. And coming from Ireland when I grew up, that's the furthest thing from the truth I ever thought. You know, I think I thought it still would be leprechauns making laws about what you should believe in and what you shouldn't. <laughs> but, you know, it's like it's not like that anymore. And sometimes I feel like America especially is going the other way, you know, and that's, that's really, that's really difficult for me to look at, you know, as an outsider, as, as a person who's not American, but is proud to live in America and, and, and proud of, to, to be in this band, it, it means everything to me. And without America, there's no way a band like Flag and Molly could be together, but I still have to sing about what I believe, you know? Yeah. When you say in America seems so far away, like it seems so far away from me, you know, mm. as, as I said it, like that's those lines, by the way, and in, in, in that song, a song of Liberty, when you say uh, children sacrifice, sacrificing themselves for the common good. I mean, it's, it is those powerful moments right there. And, and you talk about the, the uh, young ladies that uh, doing the the video and everything, the mad twins, right. And uh, twins, yeah. yeah. And I, I was even, uh, I, I think your publicist was telling me uh, that, that while they're editing it in Ukraine, the bombing is happening all around them. I mean, it's just, that's powerful stuff. Yeah, I mean, we were like, come on, girls, you, you know, but they were like, please, Dave, we really want to do this. This is good for our soul, you know, and we couldn't argue with that. And and um, they're with their mother, you know, they they were in Kiev, uh, but they moved to a village with, with their mother to be with their mother. And they just, they're getting this video together of, you know, they're making their own movie. They're making, they're telling their own side of the story, you know, 
I basically just wrote the lyrics, you know, and they're they're taking this and they're they're making it their own. And that's what's beautiful about what what we all can do, you know. It, it, it's yeah, I mean, if there's if there's any that's I mean, if that isn't hope, I don't know what is, you know. And it's it's wonderful, and, and um, I can't wait for people to see it and 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 to know that people do care. We do care, you know. Well, it it makes lines make a lot more sense like uh life begins and ends but never fails yeah you know yeah that, that's your poetry i'm always such a fan of anyway um, oh, thank you. <laughs> but uh but hearing it in the context it really does kind of make it more powerful of course there's sometimes on the record where if, you know i'm not in ireland i'm like i don't know what that means yeah. <laughs> keep the man down what is the uh what, I, i'm gonna mess this up right uh kunamban come on the man <laughs> there it is what is that Coming a band was the um, you had the 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 um, the Irish Brotherhood who were the men who uh, collectively got the rising in 1916 going, but there was also the women as well, and they were known as the Coming a Man, and they were there with the men side by side with them, um, uh, you know, in in the GPO and and fighting with the men, and. It was such a powerful organization in the sense that everybody was equal. And this is back in obviously 1916. And that was the proclamation. The proclamation was that all men, women, and children, you know, of all should be equal. And it's a very easy thing to say, but these people went down and fought for that. And the coming of man were a huge part of the Irish revolution, you know, in 1916. And without them, it, it wouldn't have happened. And that song is 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 a my little tribute to them, you know, standing beside each other. And and uh, if you beat the men, you won't beat us. I'll tell you that, you know. <laughs> but um, no, it's 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 uh, yeah. I mean, I don't think these things should be forgotten about. You know, you know what what, what you know. It's not that long ago, but you can learn so much from those times. You know. And move forward, and 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 I think that's why Ireland, to me, right? Oh, look at, come on, we have our problems. Of course, we have our problems in Ireland. But at the same time, you know, I grew up in a country where so many laws that we have now are completely forbidden. You know, and not only are they now legal, we were the first country in the world to make some of them actually happen, which is mind blowing to me. And so these songs, like you know, keep the man down, are are. A tribute to these men, women, and children who 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 got to where our country is today, and I don't think it should be forgotten. You know, you know, for me, like you know, it's it's music that should resonate the soul and the imagery of what and the passion, the passion of what people have to go through to get where we are today. Yeah, well, I always appreciate. Uh, I, I learn. I always learn things from your albums. I always have. And and I, wow. I like because that's I like doing that. I like I like looking to history for the present, you know, and I like the getting that in my art as well. Uh, you've always been so good about that. And again, you know, I say that in a way as we do talk about anniversaries, too, because what 25th anniversary sort of officially uh, with the first release anyway of Foggy Molly in 97, that live EP and then Drunken Lullabies at 20. I, I will say that's one of those records. And I'm sure you've got them, too. You remember where you were. That moment you heard it, you know, I was in my bedroom 
when I heard drunken mm-hmm. when I heard floats, you know, and all of those, yeah. and uh, and they still resonate just as powerfully today. How are you all celebrating? I mean, you've got the tour and everything. Are are you doing a little bit more around around that record? Uh, I mean, because you've got a new one too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, at the at, at the moment we're doing uh, quite a few. We're in Europe right now, obviously. We're doing quite a few new songs, um, just to test them out, you know. And and I think it's good for the energy of the song. And they're going down unbelievably. I mean, you know, a band like Flog and Molly, of course, you've got your I don't want to say standards, but you've got your ones that you obviously have to do, you know. But um, those albums, we're not, we're not very, we, we just love to play what we want to play, you know, and, and, and to feel the, especially at live shows, Kyle, you know, it's, it's all about the audience, you know, and, and the energy, to, to get the energy of, of the crowd is, is unbelievable. And no, I mean, the only thing that we're really happy about right now is that the new songs that we're playing are going down just as well if not better even, than, than some of the old songs. And as a band, that's all you can ask for, you know? I mean, there's nobody leaving for the bathrooms while we're doing the new songs. Not yet anyway, but you know what I mean? There's, they're, 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 you know, they're, they're still, ha- and that, I think that came from the album itself. I think the way we recorded it, that's what we wanted, you know? I think the last thing we wanted to do was live was to be explaining what the new songs are about, you know, while we're playing them, you know, we just wanted to meet them to explain themselves, you know, and I think that's what they're doing. So that's, what's exciting. I think when you're creating new music, it's hard to go back and say, well, it's 20 years of swagger or drunken little boys, you know, they were the, they were the building blocks of the new album, you know, and, and we're very proud of those building blocks. And um, that's why we can do new songs live, I think, now. By the way, the um, that must be a point in a band where you go, oh, that's one of our bathroom songs. I think every <laughs> band's got a bathroom song. Every band's got one. Well, um, that's probably me just going to the bathroom. But um, no, um, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I really I really don't. I mean, I, I, yeah, I don't know. I hope not. <laughs> all the children, right? They're all your, as they say, they're all there. Um, I'm so happy to have a new record from you guys. I always am. And Dave, thank you so much for uh, for taking the time to talk about this oh, and uh, and everything that you've done through the years. I'm such this a fan. This is the first podcast I've ever done. What? Is that true? It is true. Yeah. Yep. I have never done a podcast before. Um, it, it's, uh, yeah, it's a whole new world to me, you know? I came, I came from a world where, this is no word of a lie, our television that we had, right, there was a, a meter in the back of it that you put the coins in to keep it going, okay? That's how I watch television. So this is a whole different format to me. <laughs> we have all come a long way. Hey, you know, I had the little black and white UHF TV in yeah. my room. So it's a, I was going to say, here, here's my dirty little secret. I just podcasts, whatever. I've been doing this for 20 years. This is just interviews. Now we're just giving it a longer freeform thing and a different name. But, you know, yeah. I just get to have great conversations. So whatever we put on it, I'm happy to be doing this with you. No, it is a, I mean, it, it is it is a great way of doing things, you know. I mean, it, it really is. I mean, to be able to see, you know, what you look like and, and, and you know, your, your little room there in the back, you know, and all that stuff. Uh, no, it's pretty cool, you know. Yep. Absolutely. Welcome well, I appreciate you taking the time to do it. 
right. <laughs> Dave, it's been an absolute, absolute pleasure. And what an honor it is, by the way, to be your first podcast. Thank you. Thank you. What an honor it is too. All right. Take care. All the best. My thanks. Dave King, Flogging Molly. The new album is called Anthem. And thanks to you for checking out the uh, the episode. Uh, please do hit the subscribe button so you can keep up with the full series. Three brand new interviews every single week. Again, a new one every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at iTunes, Apple Podcasts, at Spotify, Podchaser, NPR, yeah, YouTube for the video versions, or anywhere you get your podcast from. Subscribe to Kyle Meredith with. And then after that, head over to WFPK.org. That's where I do a show Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern. It's an hour full of song premieres, music news, anniversary spins, and bonus interviews. Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern at WFPK.org. Consequence has your music and film news. You can also find me on the old social media spots, uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all three of them. The web address is at Kyle Meredith. I do hope you like and follow along. That does it for another edition. I'm Kyle Meredith. I'll see you next time. Consequence Podcast Network. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media.